dismissed for class this morning. Our future. Welcome, welcome, Capital City Church this morning. Those that are live streaming, we welcome you this morning. Thank you for giving your, your eyes and your ears to, to God this morning. To God this morning. Don't just preach the gospel. Be the gospel. Don't just preach the gospel. Be the gospel. That's just not for pastors. I say like my niece used to tell me, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not according to Mark 16, 15. Jesus told all his disciples, in which we are his disciples, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. All creation. Every one of you are called to minister the gospel. Every one of you are called to minister the gospel. But as you minister the gospel, you yourself must present yourself as an example of the gospel. You, as Christians, are the example of the gospel. You are to share the good news. Share the good news, being an example of someone who's been saved by God's grace. Being an example of God's compassion, his mercy, his love, his patience, his wonderful forgiveness. Being an example, church, of the reason why Jesus died on the cross for you and me. Be that example. Being an example of the transforming work, the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Being an example. The gospel is the source of change. The gospel is the source of change within our lives. Our faith in the gospel is how we begin our transformation from sinner to saint. It's the beginning. It is the source of life change. It is the source, it is the power of world change. That is why Jesus came, church, to change the hearts of mankind. And when you change the hearts of men and women, you change communities. You can change the world with change hearts, with change hearts. Before we preach, teach, or minister Salvation that leads to transformation, we ourselves must be saved 
and transform, church. If we want to encourage others to change, we ourselves must be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's only through Jesus Christ. Only through Jesus Christ can that be done. It's one thing for us to talk about the gospel. It's another to be about the gospel, church. We talk it, but we must what? Live it out. We must walk it and live it out. We are the examples. Don't look to nobody else to be the example. You are the example, church. By living a transformed, changed life by the power of the Holy Spirit. The example. That is what Christianity is. We no longer live for ourselves. We live for Christ. How can we want people to know Jesus if we don't show them Jesus? We are the representatives of Christ. Amen? We are the ones, we are the chosen ones to show the world the invisible Christ. The invisible Christ. They can't see him. But they see you, 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 example. So let's not just preach the gospel. May we all be the gospel. And it starts with Christian living. Christian living. I'm going to start this new series on Christian living. I don't know how long it's going to go, but it's starting today, church. It's starting today. And the subtitle is Being a Living Sacrifice. Being a Living Sacrifice. I tell you, being a living sacrifice God. You know, growing up, witnessing Christianity was a little bit different from today. Growing up, when I ran into a Christian, I knew who they were. I knew what they stood for. I knew who they served. There was a complete difference. It was a difference. We don't see much of that today. We don't see much of a difference today. It seemed it pure. You know their heart was different from your heart. The words that they spoke was totally different from your vocabulary or my vocabulary. They stood out. They stood out. We don't see that today. Today, everyone is claiming to be a Christian. And honestly, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. If that's a good thing or not. If everyone is claiming to be a Christian, why don't we see more world change? Why don't we see more change in our communities where there's a church on every single corner. 
Why don't we see these churches filled up on Sunday morning praising God if everyone is claiming to be a Christian church? Why don't we see more people loving their neighbor? More people loving their enemies? Why don't we see more mercy? More forgiveness? More forgiveness? A Christian is someone whose behavior and heart reflects Jesus. Behavior and heart reflects Jesus. Some say with their mouths that Jesus is Lord, but their hearts, their hearts are far from it. Far from it. How do we know that? By how they live. By how they live. Are you living for Jesus or are you living for self? People don't have to tell you who they serve. They don't have to tell you who they serve. Because what they choose to do or don't choose to do will let you know who they serve. Will let you know who they serve. Our Christian life, the word of God, the doctrine of the Bible, church, and duty, and duty unto God goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. What we believe helps us to determine what we do, how we act, how we behave. It's all in our belief. It's all in our belief. you never seen God, but you're here. You're praising, you're worshiping, you're praying because you believe. Because you believe. So we must translate our learning as disciples of Jesus into living like Jesus. Why learn it if you're not going to live it? Why are you wasting your time reading the Bible if you're not going to live it? Learn it and live it. Learn it and live it. The Bible says as Christian that we are made holy and righteous through Jesus Christ. Holy and righteous through Jesus Christ. Our daily lives, our daily lives should show that we trust and that we believe the word of God. When it says that your daily lives should show that you are holy, and that you are righteous. Your lives should show that you know the word of God. Your lives should live out the word of God. We say Jesus is our Lord. Live under his lordship. We as Christians must live 
as Christians. Amen. Galatians 2.20 says this. I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You have been crucified. You have been crucified with Jesus. And the old you no longer lives. I'm going to say that again. The old you no longer lives, church. No longer lives. The old you is dead, crucified with Jesus. The sinner of you stayed buried. It stayed buried, church. Christian living is being committed to your new life in Christ. Your new life. In Christ, if you are committed to Christian living, then you will become a living sacrifice for God. If you are committed to Christian living, you will become a living sacrifice to God. And soon there will be no more, no more sightings of your old self. No more sightings of your old self because he or she no longer lives. That's your commitment. That shows your commitment in this new life. But if you're not committed to this new life in Christ, if you're not committed to Christian living, then people will constantly see the old you rise up. They will constantly see the old you rise up if you're not committed to this Christian living, this Christian life. And that is a problem being a Christian. The old you should never rise up as much. It should never rise up as much. Some claim godliness but have no signs of godliness. There's nothing godliness about the flesh. Nothing godliness about the flesh. There's nothing godliness about the old us. There's nothing godliness about the old us. So being crucified with Christ, the old you is dead. It's dead. Let sleeping dogs lie. Let the old you stay buried. Buried. Because now it is Christ who lives in you. It is Christ who lives in you. In this life you now live. Every part of you. Every part of your being. From your head to your toes. Is by faith in Jesus Christ. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus died for you on the cross. And now you have died to your old self for him. For him. Let the old you stay buried. Buried. 
You are now a living sacrifice for God. You are now a living sacrifice for God. Romans 12.1, Paul tells us, Therefore, I urge you, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer yourselves, your bodies, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Your true and proper worship. Paul makes this appeal to us today. He makes this appeal to you today. As you read this, he makes this appeal to you. He says, therefore, therefore, meaning take everything, all of his writings, all of his teaching, all of his letters into consideration. Everything that you know of God and about God, the goodness of God, the fact that God brought you to, from death to life, the fact that God created you in your mother's womb. Take it into consideration. Into consideration. And most importantly, take the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. For you. Take it into consideration, Paul is saying. Jesus died for you to live a transformed, changed life. A transformed, changed life. Paul is saying, take that into consideration. Into consideration that you have life eternally. That when you leave here, you're going there to live eternally with the Father. Take it into consideration. Our Christianity is not based, it's not based on our pride of, of what we do, church. It's not based on pride in what we do, but entirely on God's mercy to forgive us. How many of us needs that forgiveness of God? In other words, Paul is saying, therefore, therefore, I beg you, I beg you, Christian brothers and sisters, by the mercies, by the mercies of God, that means think of all God has done and is doing in your life, in your life, his great compassion for you. For you, personally, the fact that we were low-down, dirty, rotten sinners, dying, dying. And he has given us the opportunity through the sacrificial blood of his son to have life and have it abundantly. Take it into consideration, church. So I beg you, brothers and sisters, 
I beg you, as Paul begs us, as he begged the Romans, today, I beg you, I beg you, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice for God, holy and pleasing. Holy and pleasing. This don't just mean eating right, church. It's much more than that. Much more than that. Romans 6.13 says this. Do not present your members to sin. Do not present your members to sin. Do not present your members to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And your members to God as instruments for, un, for righteousness. And your members to God as instruments of righteousness, not unrighteousness. Paul says, do not present your members to sin. Meaning every part of your body, your eyes, your tongue, your hands, your feet, your sexual organs, everything. It covers everything, any part of your body. Do not commit it or use it as an instrument for sin, for unrighteousness, for evil. For ungodliness, do not, do not, do not. But we as Christians should devote every member, every part of our bodies to God and his service. To God and his service. What you thinking? Ain't no way. Huh? But it's true. This is the word of God. Anything else is sin and disobedience. Our tongue should be used to praise and speak God's truth, church. Our hands should be employed for useful labor for God and his cause, church. Our feet should be quick to move for his service and not quick to move for unrighteousness. Our eyes should be focused on his works, our ears should be listening for the voice of God and not the voice of deceit that will make us stray away. It should not. God speaks to us every single day. He speaks to you every single day. Every day. We should hear him. We should hear him. He spreads his glory before us, and we should praise him. We should praise him. He commands us in our hands. He commands us in our hearts. He commands us in our feet, and we should obey him. We should obey him because he has brought us from death to life, from death to life. So I say present your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. Before we trusted Christ, we used our bodies 
for sinful pleasures, for sinful purposes. I know I'm not the only one that raised my hand. But now, we know better. But now that we belong to him, we use our bodies for his glory. For his glory. Under the mercy of forgiveness. Under the mercy of forgiveness. We were low down rotten. Rags. That's what we were. Dirty rags. Understand this. We don't sacrifice our bodies. Not for sin anymore. Not for sin. Understand, church, that our bodies is not the sacrifice for sin. Understand that our bodies is not the sacrifice for sin, even though we give them to God. That's what's, that's, that was covered by Jesus. That was covered by Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. What we're doing is being a living sacrifice to God by what he's done for us. We are showing gratitude and offering our love back to God. Back to God. This is the only reason that we and our bodies are acceptable to God. Only through the blood of Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be acceptable to God. We would not be acceptable to God because we are no good. Within ourselves, we are no good. No good. No good. Only through Jesus. So again, we no longer use our bodies for sin. We use them for God's glory, church. For God's glory. So as Christians, we don't use our bodies as instruments of reckless, selfish pleasures or behaviors. Let's ring the bell. Ring the bell. We don't use our bodies for sexual immoralities. We don't sleep around giving our bodies to any and every body, men as well as women. We don't use our bodies to fill with drugs that alter the mind, that may cause us to go sleep around with any and everybody and commit all of these evil acts. We don't do that. We don't use our bodies for drunkenness or for beer, liquor, or wine, but we are drunk in the spirit. We don't turn up, as they say. We turn up on Jesus. Amen. Amen. That don't mean that don't mean we're boring. That just means we're sober-minded. We are sober-minded. That means we're always prepared for a spiritual battle. We're always prepared for a spiritual battle. We're always suited up in the whole armor of God. We're always on watch for the adversary. Always on watch for the adversary. As God don't sleep or don't slumber, we must always stay on watch. We must be pure in our bodies and sober in our minds. 
Amen? Amen. The Christian body is God's temple, church. The Spirit of God dwells in you once again. He dwells in you. It should be our privilege. It should be our privilege to glorify Jesus in our bodies. Privilege to glorify Jesus in our bodies. If we do that, do you think that he will take care of his bodies for us? Huh? Do any of you feel a little broken down today in your body? Ask yourself why. What are you giving your instruments to that are not of God? Ask yourself why you feel that way. Philippians 1.20 says this. Paul says this. And it is, as it is my eager, he says eager, expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body. Whether by life or death, he says. That should be all our thinking. Our bodies is what we have to offer to God. <laughs> what else do you have to offer to God? He don't want your money. <laughs> That's right, he wants you. And he wants every, every part of you, church. Every part of you. We live in these bodies. These bodies are our life. Our bodies enfolds our emotions. Our emotions, church. Our mind, our thoughts, our desires. All come from these bodies. Our bodies represent the total person of you. The total person of me. Your body is all you got. That is who you are. Your words are not who you are. It's you. It's the total person of you. We must yield every member as instruments for, for righteousness for God. Every member of our body, church. Every member. And then the Holy Spirit can use you. He can use you. He can use you. God wants a clean vessel. He wants a clean vessel. Let God clean you up. <laughs> let him clean you up. And then let him do a mighty work in you. Let him do a mighty work in you. We all want to be cleaned up. Let him. Move yourself out of the way. Let the Holy Spirit do his work. Let him clean you up. And watch how God use you. Watch how God use you. Give your bodies to God. Holy and pleasing. This is your true and proper worship. You want to worship God? You want to honor God? This is your true and proper worship. Be a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. Don't hold back from God and God won't hold back from you. <laughs> please God and God will please you. Sacrifice for God and God will honor you. Do you want to be honored by God? The Almighty? Sacrifice for God. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. 
God will bless you in a mighty way. In a mighty way. So present yourselves as holy and pleasing to God, church. Holy and pleasing to God. Our offering, our sacrifice is to be holy and pleasing to God. Our sacrificial offering is to be holy, and that presents itself as pleasing to God. It presents itself as pleasing to God when you are holy, walking in holiness. God loves that. That is pleasing to God, and we all want to please God. Anything that is set apart from, for God is holy. Our relationship through Jesus has made us what? Holy. Holy. Only through Christ that we are made holy. When we set ourselves apart exclusively, exclusively for God, we are made holy. We must be physically pure in our bodies, morally uh, blameless in our actions, and consecrated in our minds, church. Consecrated in our minds, in our thinking. To be a holy sacrifice, to be set apart. Set apart for God. Don't cheat on God. God don't like cheaters. God is not pleased with cheaters, church. If you're not set apart from your old life and still laying up with the world, you're cheating on God. You're cheating on God. You're having a, or you think you're having a secret rendezvous with the world. How many of you know it ain't no secret to God? Ain't no secret to God. How can you be useful for God? Living a lie. Living a lie. As Christians, if we, we got one foot in the world and one foot out of the world, we're living a lie. We're living a lie. And it's seen. Don't think it's in secret. It's seen. It's seen. That's not pleasing to God. Mess around with the world if you want to. You know what happens. You get your feelings hurt. You get your feelings hurt. The world do not play fair. The world is not exclusive. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You're not the only one to the world. You are not the only one to the world, but you're the only one to God. You're the only one to God. You are the only one in God's eyes. He's focused on you, each of you, each individual. He's focused on you. You, that's the power of God. How powerful is that? He can focus on each and every person in this world at the same time. Give you all the love and attention you need. Huh? And that's what we want. Love and attention. That's, that's all we want, right? We want to be loved. We want to be cared for. We want somebody to notice us. That's God. That's God. 
So present yourselves holy and pleasing to God, and he will reward you. This is your true and proper worship. Our Christian life should be a life of worship towards God. Before we give ourselves to man or woman, our jobs, our families, we must give ourselves to worship God. To worship God. That's first and foremost by being a living sacrifice. And how do we be a living sacrifice to God? Just in case in all of that you didn't get it. <laughs> Just in case you didn't get it and all of that. All of Paul's writing, you didn't get it. <laughs> we must be fully, fully at God's disposal. Fully to be available to God at all times. Willing to obey God in whatever he asks or commands us as Christians. Either by that powerful spirit, or by his holy word, or by his holy word. That is Christian living, being a living sacrifice for God. Church, I don't, I, I, I tell you, being a living sacrifice for God, being available. And willing, available and willing to serve God, to serve God. When, when we are put on the schedule here for service, it's not for me. It's not for me. It's not for me. I live by the spirit of God. I let God speak things into my heart. And I send those things out. Just know that when God gives you an opportunity, opportunity to serve him, to be willing, that door shall always be open in your life to serve God. We are waiting by that door to serve God. And what else comes up, it got to be on hold. It got to be on hold. That's a living sacrifice for God. Amen? Amen? You wouldn't have nothing. We would have nothing without God. Nothing. Ask yourself this. I ask you this. I ask you this because I ask myself. I have to remind myself. What? What is it that I have sacrificed for God? Can you say you have sacrificed for God? Examine your lives. See how you've sacrificed for Does it make a difference? Because that's what it is. If you sacrifice for God, for the Lord, it will be a difference. It will be a difference. 
Don't think because you stop cursing. <laughs> now, that helps, definitely, the language. But let's give God more, a lot more, not a little more, a lot more. He deserves it. Amen? Amen. 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 They live in sacrifice for God. Amen? So as we uh, get ready to go into communion.